Hello, friends. Welcome to another Spotlight interview here on the Atlanta Foodcast. And if you've spent any time around the Atlanta food truck circuit, you've probably seen plenty of lobster rolls. And I'm not talking about just some run-of-the-mill lobster roll. I'm talking about true Maine lobster packed onto a buttery bun from none other than Cousins Maine Lobster. Now, and these guys have been going strong here in Atlanta for about three years, but I grabbed some time with one of the founders, Jim Salikas, and his operating partner, Tony, ahead of opening their third brick-and-mortar location in the country, and it happens to be right here in Atlanta at Lenox Mall. It's a really fun story, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. So here's our conversation from earlier this week. Enjoy. Alrighty. Well, awesome. Well, hey, Jim, how you doing, man? I'm fantastic. Just yeah. landed, and it's 95 million degrees out. I was going to say, it is bright and sunny and pretty terrifyingly sweltering outside. Yeah. So welcome to Georgia. Welcome to the South. Welcome to Atlanta, my friend. Yes, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's a pleasure. Yeah. So, And I, I have this thing where I really have a fear of botching people's last name, and I think I've got your name. So I'm going to give <laughs> wow. it a try, but Jim Salikas. Wow, that's yeah. very impressive. You're oh, the first man, person ever it. to do yeah. that. <laughs> you should Jim Salikas the sales calls we used to get. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, man, like you got the T and the S, like you got dual consonant going on. So. so Greek name. Yeah, right? I mean, like you, you're just like begging for people to like botch that every <laughs> single time. But man, welcome to Atlanta. It's Thank great you. to have you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So Jim Salikas of Cousins Maine Lobster. Man, this is, uh, so I think I've got this right. So this is your third brick and mortar location among the many, many food trucks. And you guys have quite the background. So this is really exciting to have some proper Maine lobster or lobster rolls really coming to the city of Atlanta. Yeah. I'm really stoked. Yeah, 100%. It's, uh, it is the third uh, restaurant, as you mentioned. It is the first of its kind in a, in a metro, uh, you know, a big city like Atlanta, um, you know, feeding the masses, whether locals or tourists. So, um, <clears throat> but Tony Harrison, obviously here, he's got the uh, two food trucks he's had for the last few years. And yeah. this is the first venture into the restaurant space, um, you know, to provide for customers that are maybe not looking to track the truck, but they want to give an address and, and yeah. consistent hours. Uh, and they always know where to find us. Yeah, man, that's awesome. But before we get too much into the business side, I want to know a little bit more about you. So something that I ask every single one of my guests is I want to get a little bit more of your background. So give me an idea of who cooked for you growing up and what kind of cook was he or she? Well, yeah, so <clears throat> my grandmother and my mother were, were the cooks in our household. Um, my grandmother, when she was babysitting us, my mother most consistently. My father, I really don't know what he was doing. I think he was sitting on the couch watching TV towards dinner time. But <laughs> he, had a, he had a short little stint where he would uh, get into the culinary world, but then, uh, then it turned to my mother. So, um, and it was all homemade food. You know, that's, that's how we, you know, very infrequently would we go out. Um, so it was those... Homemade dishes, like a lot of families, were made with love, and you know what to expect. And uh, and then you would wait for my father to criticize them a little bit here and there. My mom. <laughs> Where was home? Uh, Cape Elizabeth, Maine, small little town just east of Portland, Maine, um, which is kind of the, the bigger city there in southern Maine that yeah. we refer to. Um, but small little coastal town. Um, wasn't a whole lot going on, but that's where uh, that's where I grew up. That's awesome. Where did the bug kind of start with you for? cousins or just getting into the food world like did that start an early age for you no it didn't it started in 2011 when i was uh extremely drunk with my cousin sabin out in los angeles <laughs> and uh yeah i had gone out to actually see an ex-girlfriend and, and kind of you know hadn't seen sabin in a while and so it was two birds with one stone and i spent all my time with him we just kind of reconnected on our childhood um which we later came to find revolved around family and, and friends and food and specifically lobster 
Um, so then when we said, hey, well, what, what could we do together? How could we manage or run our own business and not have to work for, you know, our current jobs at the time? Um, it was the idea of bringing our, you know, the lobster we were privy to growing up uh, out to L.A. And we just didn't know whether it'd be via a food truck or via a restaurant, but food truck world was exploding out there. So that's inevitably what we ended up doing. Yeah. So what was it like when you guys first started with your first food truck? Yeah, pure chaos, uh, <laughs> which we've seen over time. I mean, pure honesty, man. Yeah, <laughs> and any starts are hard, uh, even even now as we you know have 30-plus trucks, and it's, it's new to people. Um, but when it was your very first one, yeah, I mean, from, you know, whether it's getting financing or getting um, the truck built or people that trust you with a business that didn't exist or hiring staff, um, it's all much harder. It was much harder then, seven years ago, than it is today when you've got some reputability and established businesses. Um, but just purely on the food truck with the very first day, we had 75 people in line. Um, we had nine people on our truck. We now operate with about three, uh, two to three people. Um, and no one had been trained. We didn't have a cash register. We forgot that. Uh, we opened about 45 minutes late. So at the end of the day, everyone was happy with the food and the product and quality. But yeah, it's a, a long learning curve from those days for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great when you start to ride the line where, where people get really excited of what they're actually receiving through the window of a truck. Like, oh my gosh, I just got, you know, pho or ramen right. through the window of a food yeah. truck. So I'd imagine a lobster roll, that had to hit the market really nice and hard and everyone had to be pretty stoked. Yeah, you're spot on. I mean, it's definitely developed from the, the food truck culture of the days of tacos, of, uh, you know, the, the, the street food only, right? Um, and it's gone to this gourmet type of food, like you ran for um, so to get, you know, Maine lobster that's from 3,000 miles away served out the, the window of a food truck um, that, in our opinion, is the best lobster in the world, um, you know, that's no easy feat. And I think it's really spectacular for customers to be able to appreciate and enjoy that. Um, and, you know, clearly we didn't know at the time, but, yeah, it really, it really hit uh, a niche that allowed people to sit there um, and take pictures and spread the word and say this is phenomenal and this is the only place to get it. Yeah. Um, so it really kind of developed from there. Nice. Yeah, and you know, there, there's a cool part about your guys' story. In the first place that I actually ever heard about Cousins, and I, I've unfortunately never had a chance to experience Cousins outside of Atlanta. Yeah. So I've never been to actually you know, visit the flagship location of where right. you guys grew up and actually experiencing a Maine lobster roll in the state of Maine, unfortunately, right, right, right. one day. Don't, don't, don't worry. <laughs> um, but I actually saw you guys on the Great Fruit Truck Race with yes. Tyler Florence, and that was the first time that I yep. had... I mean, to me, that was just mind-blowing of, like, you're getting a lobster roll from a food truck. Like, this is just getting out of control. Yeah. But you guys experienced some pretty explosive growth. Yes, we did. Um, you know, really, from 2012, we, we launched April 27th of 2012. You know, so fast forward, you know, here in 2018. Um, six years later, you know, we've got 32 food trucks in 16 cities. We've got uh, six brick and mortars um, that are on the way. Three are physically open. Um, and just this past New Year's, we opened in Taiwan with, with three locations. So that was our first international venue. So, you know, yeah, it's been explosive growth. And a lot of it has been in part because, you know, we've had a, a platform to be able to share our story to the masses. Um, so people would, you know, be wanting and looking for our food and demanding it. And that's really kind of what led to the franchise model in the first place, you know, four or five years ago. It's just people from all over the country saying, we need you here, we need you here. Sure. And operationally, I mean, I'm sure that that just gives you guys, like, allies, you know, wherever you've got, 
you know, your brick and mortar, or even a food truck, like that's that's a great model for you guys to be able to get on so early. You know, that's great. So, yeah. um, another part of your story that you know we can touch on this briefly, but I'm just interested. You know, the Shark Tank portion of your story is something yes. I'm sure almost everybody approaches you about <laughs> at some point in time. So, give me like the give me like the the brief sure. you know history of you guys like going to Shark Tank and then today. Yeah, I mean it's it was absolutely wild. You know, like I said, we opened that very first night in L.A. Mm-hmm. and um, you know, the lines were crazy, 27 people, and, excuse me, 75 plus people. <clears throat> and, you know, for us, it was just, we sat there and said, wow, this could be something really big. And it was that night that we got emails from Shark Tank, got phone calls from them. Wow. Um, we don't really know how. We believe they saw us on the cover of Urban Daddy. Um, and, you know, then from there, just we actually, we actually said no to the show twice because it was in our infancy. It was so brand new. Um, and we didn't really know yet what we were or what we wanted to look like. But long story short, after a few months, we, we ended up doing the show. Um, we shot it in July of 2012, and it aired in October. So within six months of business, um, we were showing 9 million people um, you know, throughout the country about our business, about this small little food truck in Los Angeles, California, and these two guys from Maine, and our food and our product. Um, and then that led clearly to more. You know, I think we've stayed done a nice job of staying relevant. We've gotten go on a lot of national shows and magazines um you know podcasts whether it's lo- you know super hi- hyper local for these trucks or whether it's national um and it's just led to more and more great opportunities so it all started with, with shark tank and that platform to be able to share our story and and kind of get the word out it's awesome but you know I, I think what's really cool is that you guys you know established something that's a very sought after product i mean lobster obviously is more of like the upper echelon of dining yep. if you're having lobster it's either a special occasion or maybe you have a generous friend who spent some time <laughs> find <laughs> more of those yeah, friends exactly you know yeah. wanting to share lobster with right. you but um but i want to talk a little bit more about the business so i mean i know that you touched on the food truck side and just you know obviously handling something that's very decadent and for some people just very indulgent in a yeah. very good way right. you know but talk to me a little bit about how you guys decided to approach what started as a food truck business from a menu standpoint what was the goal for you guys from the outset yeah well i mean the very basic of it at the core was saying we'd never deviate from our product we only wanted to serve the best it had to be a 10 every time um so we didn't go buy lobster that was cheaper as the market price changed we didn't go outside of our one and only source in maine um you know as others will we weren't trying to uh you know kind of we wouldn't play the 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 pricing game right so when you have the best product um then it was a how are we going to deliver it how are we going to do this and we did the traditional lobster rolls that we grew up with we do a main version which is chilled with mayo or warm and butter which is the connecticut style and then we developed kind of you know some mexican style uh, food if you will for the southern california region which is lobster tacos lobster quesadillas um, and that's fit in a lot of our cities ever since and of course, we did like you know lobster tots because that's kind of the grub food. But again, it, it's shareable. It's kind of the, the kind of pub style, but with our lobster, chowder and lobster bisque, New England clam chowder, lobster bisque. They're my favorites, you know. Um, so I think we have a little bit of something for everyone. But you're right. It's a we we try to make it an affordable luxury. It is something where we say, hey, treat yourself. You know, it's not an everyday thing. It's not like you're going to a sandwich shop every day. Um, but we have very loyal supporters and followers and fans. And as long as they know, it's, it's an expensive product to us, uh, and therefore it's a little bit more expensive to them. It's not going to compete with a uh, six-inch you know, Subway sub, <laughs> um, but we expect the experience and the delicacy, like you said, to be totally different. So as long as people understand that and, and appreciate the product, um, you know, we're excited about that opportunity. 
Hundred percent, man. And you know, I, th- I think what's so interesting about lobster is, for a lot of people, is it's typically the juxtaposition next to, you know, let's just say a fillet, maybe a porterhouse or a ribeye, and it's only ever kind of in your surf and turf, you know, whatever. But right. you know, I, th- I think you guys are bringing such a fun cultural aspect to it that does give it the more you know, street level approachability. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty, at the end of the day, it's pretty humble food, but mm-hmm. you're celebrating something that's actually pretty hard to source. I mean, lobstering is not exactly just something that you go out and do kind of casually. Like well, it, it requires quite a bit of skill. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very tough industry. You know, we bring all our franchisees, our family members up to Maine to get out on the boat, to see these lobstermen, to haul traps on their own, to see that, you know, if you haul 10 lobsters up, nine are getting thrown back. Um, they may see a beautiful sunny summer day, but um, there's also the rainy, blowing winds, uh, wintry days where it's a, it's a very hard living. And so it takes those guys to get us the live lobsters so that we can have the meat here in our restaurants. Um, and so when you step inside here at Lanix Mall, you should feel like you're stepping inside of, of Maine and kind of having that experience. And of, of course, us executing on the food side, which, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, surf and turf, um, these lobster rolls go for... 22, 25 bucks in New York City and Boston. So in Atlanta, much further away from Maine, um, we think you're getting the best for a, a real affordable price, 17, 1750 for yeah, a lobster roll. For sure. And well, and it's, it's cool too. I mean, there's not exactly a place here in the city that ex- is exactly capitalizing on lobster rolls specifically. Yeah. So I mean, I think the level of education and also just showing people, you know, a proper lobster roll. Like there, there are items in the culinary space that really demand such expertise and people tend to kind of throw together. But, you know, from a purist standpoint, like, yeah. dude, that's not a lobster roll. But right. like, hey, here's a real one. Right. So, you know, in just in that vein. So talk to me about, like, I know that you mentioned like the main style and then the Connecticut style. So talk to me a little bit about just from a visual standpoint, what are we looking at when we're talking about a lobster roll? Sure. So, uh, and a and good question, because sometimes people think like a sushi, sushi roll. Right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so so the, the lobster rolls, the two that we do, uh, the main style, um, the bread, which is kind of the bun, we send that from Maine as well. Um, and that's literally just kind of a white-sided um, split-top style bun that we grew up with as kids. We butter and toast that like to the golden brown perfection, put a little bit of light mayonnaise inside with chilled lobster meat on top, um, and that is the main style roll. The Connecticut version of that, same buttery toasted bun, same lobster meat that's sautéed in a little bit of butter, and then a little bit of lemon butter drizzled on top. Um, so that's, in, in essence, the, the lobster roll that we grew up with. We keep it very simple so that you can um, taste the lobster meat, so you can really appreciate that. We don't mix it with chive or celery or lettuce um, because we don't think there's anything to take away from. We don't want you to just, we don't want to distract you, right? We're not dumping a bunch of A1 sauce on your steak because we want you to taste the quality of the meat. We believe we have the best in the world. It was just in 2017 named the best lobster product in the world. And so the customer should taste that. Um, and that's what's important to us. And, you know, you said it earlier, there's only so, it's a wild caught animal. There's only so much landed in Maine each year um, in North America. Um, and to be able to have access to that supply and make sure it's the same every way, every time, um, that we know which boats the lobsters are coming from, um, which wharfs that we're, we're buying from, and then how it's cooked the same way to our specs every time. That's a, it's a pretty, uh, 
it, it's a pretty sophisticated, uh, you know, logistics and supply chain. Sure. And, you know, I know that you touched on the menu a little bit. And, you know, I, th something that I really love about the menu at Cousins, like whether you're at a food truck or here at the brick and mortar location in Lenox, it's relatively simplistic. I mean, you're not exactly getting lost. It's not pages and pages. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, one of like these major food factories where you've got to find like the lobster pasta next to right. like oh, the whole laundry list of sandwiches. Like you guys have really approached quite a bit of simplicity, which is not exactly the norm, especially, you know, I mean, for, for the part of town that you guys are in here, you yep. know, mostly it's like, hey, choose from garden variety after garden variety. Right. So I think the, the approach to simplicity is a really, it's a great, it'll be a boon for your business, no doubt. Well, I mean, two things. One, those menus that you're talking about that are like 35 pages long drive me crazy. Um, I get confused in them. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I think we're firm believers that uh, just like anything in life, we want to do one thing very well. Uh, rather than 10 things with mediocrity. Um, so we focus on the lobster, and we present it in a few different ways for sure. There's a lobster BLT, there's a lobster rolls, lobster quesadillas. So you can have a variety, but within our team, um, staying very focused on the output of quality every time and, and really making it pretty simple, um, not just for customers to decide, but for our team to execute. Yeah. And, you know, so getting a little bit more into you guys really choosing Atlanta as a place for you guys to expand the business. And I guess this is a little bit more of a two-part question. So I want to hear a little bit more of like, you know, what, what was it about Atlanta that spoke to you guys? Like, what was it that really stood out? But then also take me through a little bit of the process of, <laughs> and we're joined here by Tony, so we're about to get some knowledge dropped <laughs> on us. But, you know, take me through the process of how you guys expanded the business as primarily food truck and yeah. now it's it's also having the brick and mortar component so yeah. let's start with like i i do this i, I ask like three questions in one but then sure. we back up yeah. so first question like what was it that really stood out to you guys about atlanta so uh i'd take it one step before that even and say that we decided to franchise our business uh in 2014 when we had food trucks in los angeles that are corporate owned and still are um, but the reason that we started to fr decided to franchise because we think we thought there was a lot um of work to be done at the local level with a food truck, meaning you need an owner operator who cares, who's vested. You need someone that's local to know where to book the truck, who to call with their networks and their teams that they've built locally that I don't have in Atlanta and I would never pretend to have um, or in any other city we're in. I didn't want to pay a manager that I find on Craigslist to say, hey, I hope you wake up this morning and care about the business and book the food truck in the best places. Um, so from that standpoint, that's why we did it with a food truck. Um, and, and made sure that it was a franchise. And then, and then it's not just finding the right market, it's finding obviously, which is most important, like Barbara says about us, your, your best owner operators, your best people. Um, so Tony, who's the franchisee here, um, and has been for almost a little more than three years now, um, started, with, well, started with his food trucks. Um, and then the model uh, kind of evolved, if you will, in that we started offering the restaurant um, as, as kind of a as a, another model to the franchise. Being quite simply because there are people that love hunting down trucks or that are at those great weekend festivals or at their businesses where the trucks roll up. And then there are people that want to go to the business um, or that is, you know, a, a different option for Tony to sit there and market. You know, rather than taking your truck to the market, you're marketing for other people to come to our restaurant. Um, the menu's a little bit more uh, evolved too, a little bit more options. Um, so that's kind of why we chose a franchise model. And then beyond just the market or the city being great, we didn't tab Atlanta, we tabbed Tony. Gosh, um, yeah. Tony reached out to us and then you develop that relationship and you find out um, that this person is going to be able to make it fly and have success with it. Um, and then it's evolved from two trucks to the restaurant here. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, uh, Tony, I actually want to hear a little bit from you, man. So, 
give me a little bit of what it's been like for the past three years of you know working on the brand and then you know you guys are getting ready to you know go through your full grand opening here yeah, at Lennox. Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. Thanks. Great question. I tell you, um, it's been a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. You know, it started off we we launched one truck in 2015. Uh, quickly, based on customer response, we needed to uh, open a second truck, and we did that about three months later. And uh, again, the consumer response has just been phenomenal. Um, you know, I worked for a large corporation for about 20 years. Uh, we represented some of the biggest brands in the world, and uh, I've never seen a consumer response like I'm seeing with Cousins Main Lobster. I mean, product speaks for itself. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, you know, like as uh, as we wrap up here, you know, I want to know a little bit more of, you know, you've got the two food trucks you've got here at Lennox. I mean, it's it's great growth, man. So tell me a little bit about what's the plan for you guys in the future. I mean, you're looking at more food truck, more brick and mortar. Like how are you planning to expand a little bit more here yeah. in Atlanta? Yeah, we're, we're actually looking at both. We probably won't open any more food trucks here in Atlanta because two is about the right number, but we are looking at... Uh, at probably three to five uh, total brick and mortar locations in and around Metro Atlanta. Gotcha. And then of course, we're also looking at expanding outside of, of, uh, of Atlanta also. Fantastic, awesome. Well, uh, Jim, Tony, thank you guys both for being on the show. I yeah, really appreciate you, it. I'm really excited for you guys to have this. I mean, this is it's something that's really special. You know, t it typically is kind of the crown jewel for a lot of people. It's like now you have a place for people to come and experience something that has required such hard work, yes. you know? And I mean, especially for, for me, like I don't exactly get to enjoy a lobster roll on, on the regular. So if I was chasing down a food truck and like I have in the past, like, hey, that's great. Just got to like match up with my schedule. But now like there's a place that's not going to be on wheels. So that's really exciting. <laughs> Well, great. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. Awesome. We appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, so Jim, Tony, thanks again, man. I appreciate you guys being on the show. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Hey, thanks for stopping by for another Spotlight interview here towards the end of your week. Uh, huge, huge thanks to Jim and Tony for stopping by. And if you have a chance, check these guys out next time you're in the Lennox area. And if you're especially in the market for a lobster roll. Um, I'm a personal fan of the Connecticut style. It's warm with a touch of lemon and butter and oh, so decadent, delicious. And it really is just something special. So uh, another new episode is coming to you guys this coming Monday per usual. But until then, I'm your host, Ben Getz. And thanks again for listening. Listening to the Atlanta Foodcast.